Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head podcast. Digitized live from the ACT Computer Studios in Cape Coral, Florida, it's the What's in Your Head podcast with your hosts Gordon and Don Abernathy. What's up, what's up, what's up, OG5? It's Tuesday and we're back and I'm going to start the show like I always do, screen about Facebook, but I'm not. I'm just going to say I'm trying to get into the live stream chat and the stupid live stream is not showing up on my Facebook app because it's garbage. But anyhow, Gordon, how are you doing, my friend? Uh, guess what? I have just gone to YouTube because it's not even showing up on my... Oh, that's right. I forgot. We got our PP smacked and I thought it was only for what's the scuttlebutt, but apparently... Hold on, breaking news, breaking news, breaking motherfucking news. Hold on, hold on. <coughs> welcome Twitter, welcome Twitch, welcome YouTube, Facebook's a bitch. Um, I thought me getting my pee-pee smacked was only for the What's the Scuttlebutt podcast, but... <coughs> since they're all tied to my personal page, the band is network-wide. What band, you might say? Well... For the first time since 2018, since I started these podcasts, I got my PP smacked by Facebook for posting a picture of a person portraying a German commander in a German uniform during World War II on a Facebook page for a show that does content only about World War II. That the people who can see the content or only go to people who subscribe to a page that's content is about World War II. It's not a right-wing extremist group using pictures of Nazi propaganda to promote or fucking entice people. It's a podcast about World War II. We had an author on who has a book about German papers. The guy gets hired by Hollywood to generate reproduction German paperwork for television and movie, and he is a reenactor who does german and because on his helmet i'm sorry on his hat really really small you had to zoom in there was a swastika and i didn't block it out now i know that in germany it is illegal to display a swastika for good fucking reason but the last time i checked i signed up for facebook.com and not facebook.de now with that being said if facebook wanted to tag my photo so that it wouldn't show up on facebook.de I am perfectly fine with that. Be honest with you, I'm perfectly fine with them taking my photo down. What does this have to do with this and that and the other thing? Well, see, the fine people at Facebook sent me a message, and I thought it was only for what's a scuttlebutt, and my um, penalty, my jail sentence, my probation, if you will, is the fact that, A, I can't live stream for 26 days. Wasn't a problem because we don't live stream on the uh, What's the Scuttlebutt podcast app because for some reason Restream.io will only allow me to either live stream to my D-Train page, my Don Abernathy page, or my What's in Your Head page. It will not give me the option to broadcast to the What's the Scuttlebutt page, so I didn't think it was an op- uh, issue. They said that I could not pay to advertise or to promote my podcast for 26 days. Not a problem. I stopped paying you fuckers two years ago. And the one that kind of ticked me off was they said they were going to basically bury any of my posts at the bottom of people's timeline so they cannot be seen. So 
<laughs> here we are live stream on the what's in your head podcast and we can't see the live stream apparently yeah, i'm digging through it and i can even go to live and it's not even there uh, so um gordon if you could log into the what's the scuttlebutt podcast and or talk for a minute and i'll just put a link to youtube and tell people that uh we are banned from streaming so if they want to watch the stream they got to watch it on unfortunately, youtube unfortunately it's like the three people that watches are always on facebook well, I'm, so, uh, I'm copying the link. I'm going to go to Facebook now. But that's interesting. I thought it was strictly for that particular group and that page. But apparently, it's no, all the way across the board. No, definitely not. I'm on the What's in Your Head podcast page. Yeah, me too. And nothing. So I even went to my home and nothing. Yeah, you know, Facebook could go take a lying leap, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and luckily, Facebook is starting to lose clout. And we've talked about this in the past. Um, if you if you're on Pandora or YouTube, you'll see promotions for Facebook where they're advertising for Facebook groups. Hey Morgan, I see you're on YouTube. Thank you for joining us. Um, yeah, they are on Facebook groups, and so they they know that no one uses the Facebook freestanding anymore, and so they are all advertising and marketing groups because well, that's going to be the way they're going. Um, so yeah, so that's funny. Welcome though. to the not so dark side, still the dark mm-hmm. side. So yeah, that's so, cool. interestingly enough. We just created a what's the scuttlebutt Instagram page, who's owned by Facebook, and I only did that because Jeff wanted to. And I said, look, I'll start one, and you can manage it. I have way too many pages to manage, and so he's kind of taking that one up. Very good. <sighs> yeah, that's fun. So so we've been we're, we're we haven't been canceled, but we're we are officially shadow banned on Facebook. I don't even call that shadow ban. That was just straight up ban. <laughs> well, no, because they yeah. say they're ba- they they're the exact message, and I posted on my D train page. And let me pull it up here. Uh, switch profiles, go to D train, and watch it freeze. Uh, you can't go live right now to prevent many misuse. We've temporarily restricted your ability to use this feature on Facebook. So your misuse you can- is just showing historical accurate uniforms based on history. Yes. You're not pushing for Nazism. Nope. You're not pro-Nazi. Nope. You're just literally trying to show a little history. I was literally promoting my people. podcast How? where I have a... Oh, let me... <laughs> this is even better. I was promoting a World War II podcast that whose guest is an American citizen, a retired Marine... He's a citizen now, but he was the son of a, a, a sailor man. He was actually born on Guam. So he's born on son Guam. Sailorman. He's a Navy rat. He joined the Marine Corps, served in the Marines. He's an author, published author, a historian. He is a, uh, you'll like this, he is a graphic designer. Okay. And he puts all his historical studies into graphic design, i.e., textiles, old typing, old documentation, font, the alignment, all the shit you learned back in the day before using computers. He goes to Europe and buys old paperwork. He doesn't collect helmets. He doesn't collect uniforms other than the ones he wears. He collects the 1940s, early 30s paperwork, the shit that disintegrates. And he collects it and he, re- you know, he researches it. And once again, he makes paperwork for movies and television. I posted a picture like I do all the time. Every time a person's on our show, we post photos of them. And if they're reenactors, we post photos in their uniforms. And I have posted photos and of other Germans who've been on the show. Yes, he was in an SS uniform, 
But still, once again, this is a World War II podcast page. And the only people who see the content are people who signed up for the page. So, with that being said, we had our pee-pee smacked and we cannot broadcast. And so that was the message I just got when I switched to my D-Train page because I was trying to stream live on there. But the actual uh, warning I got, which I posted the other day, and, and it's wonderfulness is this, um, restrictions as we've gone over. You cannot go live for 26 days. You cannot advertise for 26 days, and your post will be moved lower in the news feed for 26 days. Could it go any lower than it already is? <laughs> yeah, right. Basically, we Jesus buried Christ. you. It's sliding you right under the crack of the door at this point. Yeah, it's Maybe. like, um, you know the newspaper under the newspaper in the birdcage? That's where you're at now. That's too good for us. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm just going to go into restream.io and I'm going to turn off the stream to Facebook and Facebook. And so right now it's on YouTube and Twitch. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, shit. Sorry, people. D train. That was the, um, I just turned off the Twitter feed. <laughs> it's back on now. It's the D train. I thought that was the D train Facebook page. But that was the Twitter feed. Uh, but yeah, we got so. How ironic is it, though, that we're streaming on Twitter, which is usually the place that shuts people down, but Facebook not going to give it five dirt. minutes. But um, speaking of pee-pee slapped, mm-hmm. my dog, my young pup of almost 17 months, he did something today he's never done before. Humped? Well, he's humped before, but it's what he humped. Stuffed animals? Your wife? No, he does that all the time. The cat? <laughs> My poor cat. So I give Katina a call on the way home from work, as I, I typically do when I'm pulling out of the parking lot. And she's first thing out of her you mouth. Called is, your wife while you're pulling out? Yep. Um, she answers the phone. She says, there's a problem with your son. Uh-oh. Actually, she said little boy. Your little boy. I'm like, okay. Now, the voice wasn't so serious, so I wasn't worried. And I asked her, what's up? She goes, well, Sabrina's downstairs, and I thought she had gone back up. She's been trying to come down more, which is good for her. And I think it's because he's restrained on a leash and that all the time. Mm-hmm. She goes, I didn't realize she's still down here. I went into the, the lady's room and brought the dog on leash with me because you can't let him run around. He'll jump up on shit and hurt himself. Didn't realize the cat was in there. Well, he came in. He pinned the cat down and... He had his way with her. Hmm. No means no. Of course, no. I had to ask two important questions to me at that time. One, how many humps? Does it take and to get to the center of a cat's rump? <laughs> and Let's two, one part of her because a cat, a dog will hump just about, A dog will hump about everything, right? Well, I don't want to be that guy, but to make your wife feel better. had three better, humps, and it was her rump. To make your wife feel better, it is just a sign of um, alpha alpha. Because my female dog does the same thing. It'll hump stuff. And he's animals. a nutless wonder. Yeah, because it, it has nothing to do with hormones or any of that. It, it's actually a dominance thing. Well, the lipstick was out. So, you know. <clears throat> well, that's what happens when you wear sweatpants. That's <laughs> So they say. So, yes, that was today. And then the other thing I was kind of noticing is I am glad I park in my garage. 
Reason being is catalytic converter thefts have spiked to an all-nine-time high. We've literally gone from 30 reported in uh, 2018 to 1,894 last year. It's amazing. Like, you guys caught up with where Kentucky was eight years ago. I remember like eight or nine years ago, I was at Johnny's house, and he was telling me that they're having problems throughout his neighborhood in Erlanger, Kentucky, with people coming out in their driveways and finding their catalytic converters gone. It's happening so bad that the parking for any of the games or any events at Allegiant Stadium over by work, uh, they're starting to put the little blinky cop lights above the cameras because people are actually stealing catalytic converters off of cars in the parking lot where parking lot attendants are. You know who I blame think for this? That some of these parking lot attendants are in on it. You know but, who I blame you know. for this? The people who manufacture lithium battery-operated lithium battery operated fucking angle grinders. If they didn't have battery-operated angle grinders, you, you cannot... It would take you forever and a day to do it with a hacksaw. So you're saying we just should, should ban all that and go back to hacksaws? Well, why not? If it's good enough for guns, it's good enough for battery-operated angle grinders. If you know you want to stop people from getting killed, you outlaw guns. You want to stop well, catalytic converters from being stolen. If you want to stop catalytic converters from being stolen, you need to outlaw the sales of battery-operated angle grinders. It's- well, we know banning guns doesn't stop people from getting killed. I don't know what world you live in. It's perfectly sound, just like in New York. They have no crime, and they can afford to send 33 cops to sit around the parking lot of a Burger King and arrest people who refuse to leave who aren't vaccinated. That's like saying nobody gets shot in Chicago with their gun control. That is yep. so good. So, it's like the worst town in America. Anyway, yeah, yep, yep, yep. that's kind of it, you know. Just, uh, just been doing the grind, working. Oh, I have noticed the uh, 2022 Toyota Tundra is taking a beating. By um, from who? Uh, evidently, they're having a wastegate issue with. They're having some. They're having a myriad of issues because it is a brand new platform. And as you and I both know, you never buy the first or second run of a new re- redesigned vehicle. It, it, Anything. Being the first on your block, especially when it comes like technology. And you young cats don't know this, but us old fucks, we remember when the iPhone first came out. And when the i, the um, pod, fun fact. Podcast was a planned word by some dipshit who thought it was funny because this was a form of broadcasting for people with iPods. iPods. When the so iPods the- first came out, these dipshit dumb fucks would sleep on the sidewalk for days. I'm going to be the first guy to get an iPhone. And then for like the first six months, they're bitching about the battery life sucking, the overheating, the things not working. Mm-hmm. It doesn't pay to be the first on the block when it comes to anything. Give it I, time to work out the bugs. And now I it's prefer, even worse because even with even when it comes to cars, with the exception of the mechanical components, there is no quality control. Why? Because everything can be pushed out with an update. So why make sure it works before we push it out and when we can just roll it out, make the money now, and fix well, problems with updates well, and recalls? And we'll, we'll figure out the true problems by pushing it out and then fix them on the fly. You know my buddy. But actually, who, you were talking about podcasts and the terminology. I still prefer what I heard as the first term of it was internet radio. Yeah, 
But see I know some, it's a mouthful. But see, some guy thought, hey, well, we're not broadcasting, and most people listen on their iPods. And that's why I hated the word. Are you I, sitting in your pod doing a podcast? I, re- I used to hate, because I'm such an anti-Apple guy, I, I loathed, and I almost was like didn't listen to podcasts for a while because I just didn't want to call them podcasts because I still think it's the world's dumbest name. But um, it is what it is. You know, it's funny talking about cars. My buddy, he bought that, um, what's the fancy Dodge, the... Um, Rebel? The Rebel. Or is, no, the T-Rex is that. Well, he had the Rebel, though, not the T-Rex. T-Rex. And yes. he bought a used Rebel, and he got all the extended warranties, which good thing he did. Um, <laughs> it's a Dodge. Because it's a Dodge, and he'd come home, and, it, and the airbags would be deflated because it, it had a shuttlecock or fucking valvecock leak. Got you that fixed. You to say shuttlecock, didn't you? Yep, shuttlecock. Shuttlecock. And he had a few other issues. Luckily, he got the extended warranty. But long story short, at some point, when the price of gas going up, he traded the thing within a year and got himself a Laramie. Now, I giggle to myself every time I hear Laramie, Laramie. because I think yeah. of The Simpsons, because that's the name of the c- cigarettes on The Simpsons, the Laramie cigarettes. It's also a town in Wyoming. So, uh, well, it's a big truck. Wyoming makes sense. So he got the Laramie, brand new. And it being a Dodge. Did it have a shuttlecock leak? Worse. Actually, do you know what a shuttle, shuttlecock really is? Yeah, so it's the birdie in Badminton. There you go. I'm a fucking I think idiot. the word wrong. <laughs> well, you're the one who called it a shuttlecock. <laughs> well, I was thinking of a valve cock from when I used to air, install the air tanks on ambulances. That, hey, Ron's air got ride a cock system. on his mind. Yes, all the time. Um, so, he's got the Laramie. And he uh, had to take it in. I said, like, what's going on with it? His name's not Jeremy, is it? No. Um, he has the power rear window like I do on my t- t- my Tundra. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't opening and closing correctly. Hmm, imagine that. Come to find out, the track is bent. Oh. Now, how does the so track get bent control. on a brand new fucking... Well, here's the problem. Well, not for him. He's got the warranty. Now, they the... still got Dicker with his car. They got a super dicker with this car because the track is not a field replaceable unit. The track is nice. built into the window at the plant. So he's not like they can just take it in and replace the the track. They got to pop out, break the factory seal, and replace his entire rear window at a fucking car dealership. Now, I know the guys at the car dealerships are fine mechanics, but something makes me a little weary. Anytime you got to break that factory seal... That's done by robotics program to get that shit down to a cunt hair. And oh, you're having so Steve and Dave window. doing it with a fucking hydraulic arm that they stole off the closest fucking safe light truck and popping that shit in. And he's like, well, the thing is, I'm going to, I got to drop it off twice. I'm like, why is that? Well, they got to put the window in. Uh-huh. Then they got to tempt it. Let me repeat that process. First, they got to put the window in, and then they got to tint it. So this isn't a factory-tinted privacy glass. Is that what I'm, I'm gathering? Oh, wrong board. Apparently not. Or if it is, it's not to his level of tint to his desire, because, you know, some of those factory tents are a little more universal depending on state guidelines and all that bullshit. Now, Gordon, you're a project manager kind of guy. Yeah. If you're running a a mechanic shop, and one of the services you offer at 
said facility is to tent windows. That means you probably have a, a window tenter on staff. Well, it's funny you ask. And uh, if you're going to have two fellas completely remove a factory window and replace it, and you have a window tenter on staff, wouldn't it be quicker and possibly easier to tint the window first <laughs> and then put it in? My opinion is yes. However, <laughs> not knowing the means and methods of putting in this window, would it actually prevent the tent getting scratched and or damaged while putting it in pre-tinted than post-tinted? I don't know. Perhaps. Nothing the little masking tape won't protect. <laughs> I don't know. I just. You uh, yes, one would think. Now, that being said, you, depending on the size of the dealership, they may actually farm out the tent job. Yeah, they could. But still, you could say, hey, uh, we're going to have this window here on Thursday of next week. Can I get a tent guy here Thursday of next week? Now, they're going to build up a bunch of clients so they can have a bunch of windows to tent at the same time because that'll actually save them money. Yeah, I reckon. The last time I got my Jetta tinted, I had to take it back because the tinting guy got fucking dirty tent water all over the headline of our brand uh, new Jetta. I thought that happened with the Toyota when I picked it up, but then I realized the only tinting they did was my driver and passenger window. It was all just the privacy glass in the back, which I'm not real hip on because it actually offers no UV protection. However, that I've got a dog that likes to scratch at the windows, I'm actually fine with it because a privacy glass will not scratch like the tent. Did you see that TikTok I sent you the other day about the ceramic tent? Yeah, I've actually seen ceramic tent. Did you see the video I sent you? Probably not. Guy spent the... I've never seen ceramic tent. Apparently, it's only tinted on one side. So from the inside, it doesn't look dark. If anybody has tinted windows, you know how sometimes at night... Especially in a town like Cape Coral that doesn't have fucking street lights. When you make that left-hand turn, sometimes you got to roll your fucking window down to make sure there's no mm -hmm. pedestrians walking around. So I guess I got this stuff called ceramic tent. From the outside, it, think of it like a privacy window at a police station. From the outside, mm -hmm. it's super dark. Inside, it's it's perfectly fine. So you feel like you're fishbowling, but you're not. This guy's like, I paid the extra money for the super expensive ceramic tent. And the dumb motherfucker put it on backwards. <laughs> so from the outside of the car, it's completely clear. And he got in the cab and it's fucking dark as shit. Well, well think about it. He feels like he's tinted, but yet he's police approved. <laughs> Tell me you went to work high as fuck without telling me you went to work high as fuck. That guy or it's your went first, first day on the job. Or for some reason, your fucking workshop's extremely dark and you didn't notice it while, well, he's probably first time doing ceramic tent. So when he's sitting inside and it's dark, he's like, oh, this is the way it is when I tent regular windows. <laughs> so when they pulled it outside, they didn't even fucking notice? I don't know. It was in the shop and he just showed the outside, opened the door and got in. It was dark as shit. He's like, this motherfucker put the tent on backwards. <laughs> but what I don't, what I don't mm. understand is you would think there'd only be adhesive on one side. Said he put it on the wrong side of the window? He put it on the outside of the window. He would have had to, right? Because it's only adhesive on one side, so how would you put it on backwards? Unless it was a completely fake TikTok video and they did it intentionally. Well, and they could, or is it adhesive or is it just all by static and uh, water? Well, if it was all by static and water, no, because I've taken tin off of windows before and it does leave a little bit of a, a stickiness. Like when you put that screen protector on your phone, is that adhesive on, both, on that side? 
No, but that stuff's more like glass, though. It's not... Unless... To, <laughs> when I tinted my windows back in 1994, there's adhesive on it. And when I've had to take my tent off my Firebird, because Firebirds don't have the top of the door, the window has friction seal against the rubber gasket along the T-tops. And yes. so what would happen was is the tent would slowly start to roll down on my driver's side, which didn't matter because I had lifetime warranty, and I would just pull it and cut it, and there'd be a little bit of stickiness on the window. So I know oh, okay. most of them are adhesive. You would think it would prevent roll down in the future, but. Oh, wow. Speaking of cars, we'll uh, get right into it. Okie dokie. Via our friends, who I don't know over GM Authority. Now, I doubt this is a. GM product because GM, a real GM sponsored website, would not run this story. <laughs> but according to GM Authority com um, dot CDN dot AMP project dot org, Chevy, Chevy Silverado and GMC Sierras have major engine problems, says Consumer Reports. No. That might explain why my buddy, the mechanic, traded in his Silverado for a taco. Um, the Chevy Silverado and GMC Sierra are high, hugely popular pickup trucks, but now both nameplates have been singled out for having a major engine problem. Well, that's because they're the same fucking truck with a different badge. Per a recent post from the nonprofit consumer organization, Consumer Reports, the Chevy Silverado and GMC Sierra are tied as the recent models most likely to exhibit major engine problems. The Silverado and the Sierra are both pointed out as, as I previously said, they're the same truck under different brands according to Consumer Reports. Why do you have to put according to Consumer Reports? It's the fucking truth. But anyhow, I digress. Consumer Reports listed several vehicles most likely to exhibit reliability issues in the organization's 17th key trouble spots, which in addition to major engine issues also include engine cooling issues, major transmission issues, drive system issues, electronic system issues, and climate control issues. Notably, like everything but the radio. Well, that's that's not well, that's true. But that's not that, <laughs> that's not for this truck. That was the topics that the article covered. So not only did the article cover engine, but they also covered blah blah blah. Notably, the 2020 Buick Enclave or Encore GX was the vehicle to most likely have brake system issues. Fucking fantastic. I think the Enclave was the one, or the Encore was the one built in China. I forget which one. According to Consumer Reports, 4% of Chevy Silverados and GMC Sierra owners reported some kind of major issue, including full engine replacements, as well as cylinder head-related issues. Uh, major engine issues include as engine rebuilds or replacement cylinder head problems, which they just said in the previous sentence, head gasket problems, turbocharger or supercharger problems, and timing train and timing belt problems. Overall, Consumer Reports gives the 2021 Chevy Silverado 1500 and the GMC uh, Sierra 1500 one out of five with regards to reliability scoring. As a reminder, the 21 Silverado 1500 and the 21 Sierra 1500 are both offered prior to the full model refresh introduced in 2022. That's not a fucking excuse because that means it's at the end of its model life. Those bugs should have been fixed prior. I can understand these problems being, as you were saying with uh, prior to the show or maybe at the beginning of the show, with mm -hmm. Toyota having some problems because they just rolled out their new model. So uh, one could argue that having these issues on a newer refreshed model would make more sense than having them on the legacy model but anyhow uh 22 as well as before the prefresh 22 c uh silverado 1500 limited the gmc sierra 1500 limited 
engine's option for the 2021 models year included turbocharged 2.7 liter uh 14L3B gasoline engines national naturally aspirated 4.3 liter V6 LV3 gasoline engines yada 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 both pickups ride on the GMC T1 platform so uh yeah that's I mean Gordon and I were both born in Kentucky raised in Ohio and you Back in those days, you were either a GM, a GM family or a Ford family. There was no ands, ifs, or buts, motherfucker. Yeah, Dodge about it. didn't even really equate very much, and except for the weirdo down the street. We were pretty much a Chevy family. And, yeah. Well, and it wasn't until down here in Florida. I mean, Dad had a Ford F 350 when he lived in California. And um, he had a Chevy, uh, Chevy Blazer back in the day. And we had a. That you, Blazer was badass. You had a Chevy S10. And um, I had a Ford. Escort, and um, dad bought Melody a Pontiac Firebird, and anyhow, it wasn't until the early two thousands when we bought our fleet van, and dad bought a Chevy, and I I had that uh, Pontiac, and was buying brand new GM OEM parts uh, on the box said made in Malaysia, mm. um, and we we're having all these car problems that I said fuck it. I traded the fire chicken in, got a Chevy Colorado. That thing was the biggest piece of dog turd in the world. And that's when I went Toyota. I, I got rid of the Chevy Colorado, went to Toyota. Carrie had a Ford Mustang, constantly having problems. She said, fuck it. We went to Volkswagen, and we've been buying Volkswagens and Toyotas ever since. Dad uh, finally got rid of the Chevys. He went over to, uh, what the hell is Toyota's other little brand? Um, Scion. He, they got a couple Scions, and then he... Um, He's driving a taco now, and, you know, people say, well, psh, buying that Jap truck, you ain't buying American. Well, as I previously stated there, Cliff, GM's making their parts over in fucking Malaysia, shipping them over here in a Sentinel in them. In, in Mexico. In Mexico, and sometimes Detroit, whereas Toyota makes all their parts overseas, ships them to San Antonio or Georgia and assemble them here. So what's the fucking difference? Well, or actually, uh, my truck was built in Baja, but, you know, same thing. Point being, it's the American money. companies don't yeah. make trucks here. They assemble them here, so. It's that world economy. Speaking of Toyota and uh, famous people, my, my taco used to have a GoPro mount on it, mm-hmm. on the windshield. They got rid of that. Well, because the only reason it was there is they used to sponsor Travis Pastrana and the Nitro Circus people. Yes. And I think back in the day, if you would probably got the Toyota Taco TDR Supermax, they probably gave you a free GoPro to go with the GoPro mount on the inside your windshield. Here's a $200 camera. <clears throat> Has the sun set on Red Bull and Monster Energy? And I'm Rockstar? glad. Has, do you think they have set? I think it's clo- slow, slowing down, especially with... Uh, my favorite beverage company out there uh, making some waves. I actually sent you a video today of a local um, Baja truck driver named BJ Baldwin and his uh, his Toyota Tundra race truck. And what was that logo? Well, I'm guessing it's the Black Rifle Coffee logo. Sure is. Now, I have a Monster Energy sign in my garage because when I worked at K-Rock, I used to hang in the studios and after uh, the program director changed and we stopped getting free Monster Energy, certain people wanted it out of the studio, and so I took it home. But I haven't drank Monster since I uh, passed two kidney stones, and uh, 
you just don't see it everywhere unless you turn on an extreme sports show. And But I bring all this up, and ironically, Gordon kind of answered the question. MotorcrossActionMagazine.com reports Travis Pastrana leaves Red Bull and signs with Black Rifle Coffee. Travis- you know, Black Rifle, let's stop right there for a second. They're doing a really good job of helping normalize guns. Mm-hmm. And making it acceptable. I know a lot of people slammed them and Evan for his views by not backing Kyle. But as Evan said, hey, I am not going to make profit off of this tra- tragedy. The guy is very level-headed. And, and some of these idiots, you know, just like the far left, the far right, they go after uh, after people without really knowing. Because I listen to their podcast and them all the time. And they're very consistent in their message. Travis Pastrana posted on his Instagram, quote, I want to take a moment to thank Red Bull for all they have done for me and my endeavors over the years. It has been an honor to be part of the brand that has done so much for action sports and helped me to reach so many of my goals. Today is the end of an era, and I'm making a switch to Black Rifle Coffee Company. I have some good friends running BRCC, and they have been doing amazing things for their community while giving back to the armed forces and first responders all while pushing the limits of freedom and fun whenever possible. When asked it, when I asked if at Art 15 Pilot TX could fly, uh, fly his little bird helicopter while a minigun uh, rained shells on my Subaru while I slid underneath another Instagram handle um, and flew over the blades of his dirt bike with the, the American flag as a cape, Black Rifle Coffee Company didn't ask why. They just smiled big and they made it happen. When, uh, when I asked if they wanted me to come down to Puerto Rico after Hurricane Maria to help us rebuild some motor tracks and put roofs back on homes of families who lost everything, Black Rifle stepped up huge. Um, Tactical 15 on Instagram even came down and helped personally. I'm guessing it's probably Evan or That's somebody. That's JT. Yeah. They didn't want a branding or a big thank you. BRCC just wanted to be part of it. As Black Rifle has grown, they have been able to come on board with more and more of my crazy projects. I had a dream stunt of jumping my Subaru over Ego Alley in my hometown of Annapolis, Maryland, while my childhood friends... Um, Sorry, bunch more fucking Instagram handles here. Let me skip past this. Um, my childhood friends, multiple-time world offshore powerboat champion, also from Annapolis, powered underneath another Instagram handle's boat. We didn't have the budget to make it happen um, if it wasn't for the help out of uh, back rifle. So long story short, he's making a switch. I can't wait to see the Subaru with the black rifle logo on it. That's going to be awesome, especially since I'm a lot of Subaru drivers, and I am one. Well, they got him in his anti-gun. You know, they got him on his bike, um, his dirt bike riding, and as you would expect, his uh, jersey is a modern, a new kind of black and gray camo with the Black Rifle Coffee Company just written across the front, and he's got the BBRC logo on his helmet. But um, yeah, I think people are kind of getting wise to the energy drinks as far as that shit goes and uh yeah i think and I, I don't know i think a couple more years from now when people see monster and um red bull they're just going to think early 2000s i think this i think the whole trend on that shit has sailed yeah and, and they're going to just think of chemical taste yeah you know there's just uh and that, that amazing coffees there's so many coffees out there that's so good 
when when you think of the beverages that we drank, and Dave and I used to talk about this in the mid to or early to mid two thousands, how many products that were we voluntarily buying and consuming that uh, truthfully put your bravado aside? Truthfully, tasted like shit. Five hour energy tasted like shit. Red Proud Bull. To say I never tried that. Red Bull tastes like shit. We we always said that tasted like liquefied Smarties. Monster Energy, not the zero. The the white zero was better, but all of it still tasted like shit. So much of that stuff that we used to consume gallons of, and I think my cousin still drinks gallons of Monster every day. But yeah, it's that it sugar like getting the hooks in, you yeah. know. Silverado done. Travis leaves Red Bull done. Hey, you know the other Grammys had been postponed this year? The who what's? <laughs> the Grammys was postponed. Uh, yeah, none of us watch it. But the only reason I'm bringing this up is COVID and the California has chased the Grammys out of California to Vegas this year. So we we, we welcome the money. Are they still hostless or is that the Oscars who went hostless? No, they got Noah What's-His-Nose from The Daily Show. God, I hate that fuck. Trevor Noah. Remember the day after Trump lost... And I said his very first advertisement for The Daily Show was about a duck-billed platypus, and I played it on the show. Yes. Because kind of like – now, I I was never a Sarah Palin fan. No. Uh, but I am also not a fan of ran into the ground fucking monologues and comedy. You know when I stopped listening to David Letterman and watching David Letterman? When two years after Sailor Palin was out of office and wasn't even on a political landscape, his monologues were still consisting of Sarah Palin jokes. And it's like... Being a dead horse there, bud. Well, fucking Trevor Noah does the same thing. I saw it because when you watch CBS or any company who owns... Any channel that's part of the partnership who owns Comedy Central, you'll see his commercials. So unfortunately, is also Paramount and Paramount Plus. And he was doing another Trump commercial the other day. So, oh, g- running back at same ground. I guess you can only get so much fucking movement out of duck pill platypus videos. But I absolutely, absolutely. And speaking of that network, what's interesting with uh, I I think is interesting with uh, <clears throat> Yellowstone the series and also eighteen eighty three is there in fact a MTV production? Yeah, which is. Which is weird because MTV is owned by Viacom, or at least used to be. Which is CBS. But it's all same. It's all the same network. I just. So. Do you think maybe they they slap the MTV logo on there to give it cool guy clout instead of putting Viacom on there? Yeah, it makes it look like they got money because they're definitely put together well put together shows. That is for sure. Speaking of which, how far through the Ray Donovan series are you? All of them, because they. I know they. They got dropped by Netflix, which was weird. Well, we with we did go ahead and pick up Showtime because we've seen all of them, and now the movie is out, and we did watch the movie. Now, let me ask you this. Was the movie better than the long-awaited 10-year fucking Deadwood movie? I haven't seen a Deadwood movie. We did just pick up HBO Max, so I expect to see that shortly. It's good, but it's going to... It wasn't <sighs> 10 years in the waiting good. Let me just say well, that. I I just hope the Justified miniseries that's coming out uh, is good. Well, know? it's funny. I had that on my list, but um, <laughs> I actually had that pulled up, but I don't know where it went. I must have accidentally closed that out. So that's on my list of shit. The Justified spinoff, which is called City Primeval. Which, from what I understand, that author had a series 
called Prime e City Primeval, but it was no Raylan Givens. So I I don't know. Hopefully it's not some weird stretch. Let's see. According to IGN, Justified confirmed the return as a miniseries with Timmy, Timothy Oliphat updated. Updated on 1-14-22, Justified has been confirmed to return as a new limited series on FX subtitled City Prime Evil. Timmy, Timothy Oliphat will return and play Marshall U.S. I'm sorry, play U.S. Marshal Randall Givens um, per THR will indeed be based on Elmore Leonard City Primeval High Noon in Detroit. Original showrunner Graham Yost will serve as executive producer. While Dave, yada, 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 description of the story reads, having left the hollers of Kentucky eight years ago, Randall Givens now lives in Miami. And walking, um, a walking anchorism, whatever the fuck that means, balancing his life in the U.S. Marshals and a part-time father and a 14-year-old girl, his hair is grayer, his hat is dirtier, and the road in front of him suddenly um, a lot shorter than the road behind him. Chances of encounters of desolate Florida highways sends him to Detroit. Um, there he crosses paths with Clement Mar uh, Mansell, a.k.a. the Oklahoma wild man, a violent sociopath desperado who already slipped through the fingers of Detroit's finest once and amid, I'm sorry, once and aims to do so again. Uh, Manswell lawyer. Formidable Motor City native Carolyn Wilder has every intention of representing her client, even if she finds herself caught in between the cops and the criminals. With her, uh, I'm sorry, with her own game afoot as well. These three characters set out. Blah blah blah. Doesn't give a very enticing fucking storyline. But if it's the same people who put out the original Justified, I'm down. Do, 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 do. And now for the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok lesson of the week. People from down south are like, oh my gosh, it's 60 degrees. It's so cold. Oh boy. I'm going to give you some perspective from an Alaskan. You see this right here? Alaska, yeah, I was born and raised there. And now I'm living in the south, and guess what? It does get cold down here. I would rather be in Alaska with zero to negative temperatures than be in Georgia when it's 30 or less with any kind of a wind or a breeze. See, in the north, we have dry air. In the south, you have humidity, which means you have humidity in the wintertime, which means that the air turns to ice, and with a breeze, it cuts straight to the bone. 20 degrees in Alaska, I'd wear a hoodie or a t-shirt outside. 20 degrees in Georgia, I'm putting a jacket on. No shame. I get made fun of all the time. Oh, you're from Alaska? You got that big old jacket on? Aren't you used to the cold? Yes, but not this cold. Not to mention it can be 70 or 80 in the daytime and 30 degrees at night. That's a 50 degree difference with no time to acclimate. So the next time you guys see someone in the South bundled up saying it's cold, don't make fun of them because it does get cold down here. And that's coming from a lifelong and this Alaskan. this has been the What's in Your Head Yeah, let's just make fun of them. Lesson of the week. Ironically, I was in Georgia on Saturday and it was 37 degrees and I was fucking cold. <laughs> So I won't get into it too much. I didn't really get into it on the What's the Scuttlebutt podcast, but I drove up to Georgia this year for um, the World War II reenactment. Took some of my um, duplicate stuff that I don't use and sold it and, and made a little money to help finance the trip. But um, it got down to 37 Friday night. And um, I usually sleep out in the tent, but due to someone else's um, family issues who had to leave, a, a bed freed up in the... Um, in the loft where usually the Boy Scouts upper echelon sleep during summer camp. So I, I, well, I crapped out on a bed. Well, you're considered an old now. So don't you automatically get the warm, comfortable? I'm old. Um, 
I'm more like middle age ish in that community because the barrier to entry financially is so high that youngins are usually in their mid twenties. We do have a few 18 year olds, but once again, most 16 to 19 year olds, unless they have rich parents, they do not have the money that it takes to do that unless they spend yeah. four years to put one fucking uniform together. And so, I mean, yeah, I'm 43, many, uh, but 20 to 30 year olds that you have, uh, uh there's more 30 year olds, but art, uh, is retiring this year. He's in his sixties. Um, Sam's probably in his late fifties. Lauren's in his mid forties. I mean, he's retired from the fucking army. I mean, a lot of the cats down there are, are older. That's why when you see reenacting photos, a lot of people are so old looking, but anyhow, so we, I drove up, I left here Friday morning and did the five hour drive and went out in the woods and we did two and a half miles, um, tactical. And then like I said, it, it was 60 during the day, but it was still kind of chilly. And then at night it got down to 37. So we just sat around a fire and drank old Turkey. We killed an entire bottle of old Turkey. I mean, uh, wild Turkey. I said old Turkey cause I was making fun of saying old, old crow. <laughs> so we killed a bottle of wild Turkey. Um, a uh, half a bottle of what's the Irish shit with the F. Um, What's the Irish whiskey? Oh, not Jameson's. No, it was Jameson. I'm sad F, but I no. I love Jameson's. That uh, shit's smooth. Half a bottle of Jameson's. I had my flask full of the um, Larceny, and I think we killed two cases of cores. But uh, so tied on a good dinosaur. Um, went to bed early because you know when you're drinking all night, you start drinking at six. Ten thirty comes pretty fucking quick. Uh, woke up six a.m. Ate cold uh, biscuits and gravy. Authentic. Went out at uh, 9, was out until 12, came back, ate lunch, and went out from 2 and did another 45 minutes. If they really wanted to get authentic, they'd make you dig your own latrine. Eh, some events. Um, but anyhow, I was planning on coming home Sunday morning like I usually do, but they're like, oh, it's going to get really fucking rainy and high winds, and everybody's driving trucks because you got a lot of gear to carry, and you don't want your shit getting wet, and why stay the night if you're just going to have real bad high winds the next morning? So uh, we ended up leaving around 7. I got home at 1.30 in the morning. Woke up here 8 the next morning with fucking tornado warnings going off on our phones. And turned out like an F2 tornado touched down in Fort Myers on a fucking trailer park, of course. Tossed a bunch of shit all over the place. Fucked up some houses and fucked up some trees. But And it's funny because the night before, Carrie's like, why are you going to leave? I said, there's bad weather coming. I I told her, I bet that's the bad weather. We were out running from fucking Georgia yesterday because it all came down from the panhandle and up north. So, yeah, so for all the people over in Fort Myers who had to deal with that fucking tornado, I'm sorry. I hope hope your insurance companies don't fuck you guys too bad on that. We talked back in the day when there was Irish ways and Irish law stand up for the call. I'm sorry, that's House of Pain. I uh, remember when Coca-Cola got in trouble for uh, telling people to be less white. And the people on TikTok uh, were giving yes. me grief for wearing Coca-Cola shirts. I did the whole diatribe talking about all the shit I have mm-hmm. was purchased before the current people in office, blah, 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 blah. And I don't burn or destroy Coca-Cola shit just because some current dickhead. The company's been around a lot longer. That dickhead will be in that. Anyhow. We've talked about how Carhartt has kind of become the the bougie uppity brand now, right? To the point where your construction workers and cowboys and all that are kind of getting butt hurt seeing all these, you know. God damn it, they're taking the working man's clothes and turning it into something. 
seeing chicks and wearing Carhartt flannels and beanies. Can we say beanies nowadays? No, probably not. So I'll TikTok tonight. Guy's burning his Carhartt hoodie. No, his hoodie is beanie. Christ, that's a $30 beanie. Why? What was the sin in which Carhartt made that this influencer, quote-unquote, with 50,000 subscribers on his TikTok was causing him to burn? He's got 100,000 now. Carhartt said vaccination remains mandatory for all employees. A conservative backlash has followed. According to WashingtonPost.com, after the Supreme Court decision that a large companies do not have to force workers to get coronavirus shots for their or tests for employees nationwide have um, have wandered through the high court's ruling on vaccination mandates for labor departments, occupational safety and health, blah, 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 would no longer affect them. The issue bubbled up so much among employees of Carhartt, a Michigan-based workwear and other clothing companies. The CEO, Mark Valde, Valde, V-A-L-A-D-E, Valde, Valdale, I don't know, fuck him. Emailed workers a day after the Supreme Court ruling that provided some clarity, vaccinations remain mandatory. Quote, we put workplace safety at the very top of our priority list, and the Supreme Court's rulings does not impact the core values. According to the company emails published on social media, uh, we and the medical companies continue to believe the vaccines are necessary to ensure safe working environments. Thus, now... Uh, people are burning their Carhartt gear. Um, once again, as I said with my Coca-Cola, and as I said to the Pit Viper douches who were burning their Pit Viper glasses after somebody at Pit Viper went on Twitter, made an anti-Jesus comment. If you guys... Oh, shit, you done fucked up your base right there. You if you guys stay anything, true yeah. to yourself and don't follow fucking trends on the internet and going out dropping money on products that you never wore formally because now the shit's hip and cool you wouldn't have to turn around and burn it when they say something you don't enjoy stay true to yourself save some money but uh reading this i'm not so it's funny that it turns out their corporate their corporate office is in michigan because um i was saying on what's scuttlebutt podcast the other day um at least down here in florida you can kind of tell um, when going into stores, which companies, where the, what states their corporate offices are located in? <laughs> because if they, m- most all of them for legal reasons make their employees wear the mask, even Publix does. But the ones who are like still trying to mandate that customers wear masks, you know where their corporate offices are located. And so the fact that Carhartt's corporate offices are in Michigan and we know how crazy they are up there with fucking mandates, it does not surprise me at all. But I just think it's funny because in this guy's TikTok, he said, I don't support communism as he threw his head on the ground and proceeded to burn it. Now, I don't know about you, Gordon, but when I think about burning shit put out by people that don't share the same uh, views with me, I think communists because they're usually the ones burning shit. So I was going to... Books burning everything. So I was actually going to stitch him and, and just show a bunch of shit on Google of communists burning stuff because they're usually the ones who start setting a flame to things that or put out by people who don't share the same common values with them. So just, just don't buy their shit anymore. That's yeah. what you got to do. I mean, well, the shit's expensive anyway. Fuck, Carhartts are expensive 10, 20 years ago. Here's the thought. If you truly feel that way, what you do is you go down the Dollar General, right, and get your sewing kit. And in that sewing kit, they have what's called a, uh, not a seam buster, but we'll just call it a seam buster. 
and you can take the embroidery off that's holding on that two cent patch that says Carhartt. So you can still keep your nugget warm, still maintain the $40 you spent on the fucking thing, but then you can debrand it so people don't know it's a Carhartt and you still feel better about yourself. People debadge cars, why not debadge Carhartt? Yeah, I just, I just kind of like I said with all, all my Coke shit, I bought all my stuff before the statement was made, before the people who are running the company are in office and they're going to be around a lot longer than those people. Why would I destroy something I spent my hard-earned money on? And I'll be damned if I get one Pepsi paraphernalia in here. Nope, don't got one. Maybe Mountain Dew. but No, no Mountain Dew paraphernalia. Hmm. You know why no one's able, well, you probably know why, because you listen to the same podcast, but for those of you out there wondering why no beverage company was ever able to get close to matching the taste of Coca-Cola? Yep, I do know why. Because Coca-Cola is the only company in the United States that has exclusivity legal rights to import the coca leaf. Well, the coca leaf goes to the companies who make government produce cocaine but then they get the residual um oils from i actually it. heard it backwards from one of the guys but anyhow they long story guys gordon said they're the only company in the united states that are legally allowed to import coca leaves so they can get the extract for their flavoring they don't put cocaine in their drinks anymore but they still use the extracts to give it that flavor and that is why there is not a single beverage out there that gets remotely close to that and flavor. When they went new Coke, that's what the part they got rid of, and it blew up in their face. Actually, I like um, Rob. You can do it. Rob Schneider's hypothesis on that. What's that? When they went from classic Coke to new Coke and then back to classic Coke, that's when they switched from corn syrup to, I mean, from cane sugar to corn syrup, so no one would notice the flavor difference because if they just did it, like my Coke tastes weird, but when you get a new coke and you fuck up the flavor intentionally and then all of a sudden you're switching back to classic coke and now they're using corn syrup instead of cane sugar that's when that that's when that transition happened but that's, that's his, kind of an expensive transition but i, I can well they're see still it. doing it but that's when they made the transition that way people yeah. wouldn't say mark this they had to throw an extra step in and extra otherwise people say it don't taste the same when you're trying to convince people the flavor is the same switching from cane sugar to corn syrup you gotta you gotta convince them uh the they right way classic on it and you got it do, 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 do. where is my thing I'll just reimport it because I don't know where I put it do, do, give me one second here that's TikTok lesson of the week go down the old temporary folder I swear to god I need a producer up in here uh, date modified uh, where the fuck date modified I Netflix. Netflix, there you are. Uh, Okay. Oh, that's right, because there's two different ones. Did I import? Well, I'll just import them both in here. Okay, that's the first one. Here's the second one. And. It's Wrong 2021. I'll try it again. <laughs> if you're watching this, then I'm not around anymore. But don't spiral. Don't obsess. Keep going. So how are you? A good day. 
is when I don't go around wanting to shoot random strangers in the face and then turn the gun on myself. I'd leave you a little guide to life without me. You're lovely, but you're absolutely useless. Stay active. It's not ideal to be a fat, lazy, self-pitying lump. Pedo! What? Pedo! I'm not a pedo. And if I was, you'd be safe with tubby little ginger You know how grumpy you get when things don't go your way? But you've got such a good heart. You're born like it. You're just decent. This is Sandy. If you could show her the ropes, tell her what's what. Humanity is a plague. We're a disgusting, selfish parasite, and the world would be a better place without us. Is that the sort of thing you meant? No. How's Lisa? Oh, Jesus, she's dead, Dad. Bring Lisa with you. Jesus Christ. You can't just go around being rude to people. You can, though. Your dog should be on a lead. Oh, right. Oh, sorry. Thank you. What? He is not a fat, hairy, nosy Sorry about that. Disgusting. If I do and say what the f I want, and then when it all gets too much, I can always kill myself. It's like a superpower. That's the worst superhero I've ever heard of. Why don't you throw yourself into your work, okay? That's what depressed people do. We're putting out a free local newspaper that no one cares about. That's not true. I've seen lonely people, people dying, people in pain. I don't think I've ever met anyone quite sad as him. Got something for your front cover. Freddie Mercury's tooth. It's disgusting. Brian, not everyone can get in the paper. Not everyone's with Jackie Collins. Have you? No. Cheers. Okay. See you again. From the minds of Ricky Gervais, the new Netflix series. Well, actually, it's been around for season three, but new to me Netflix series, Afterlife. Tony had a perfect life until his wife Lisa died. After the tragic event, the formerly nice guy changed after contemplating taking his life. Tony decides he would rather live long enough to punish the world by saying and doing whatever the fuck he likes. He thinks of it as his superpower, not caring about himself or anybody else, but it ends up being a trickier than he ever envisioned when his friends and family try to save the nice guy that they used to know. Golden Globe winner Ricky Gervais stars in the comedy series, which he also writes and directs. Um... I will say this. I don't know, and I'm going to man enough to say this. Carrie probably doesn't even notice because she doesn't look. I don't know if it's because I'm 43, going on 44. I don't know if it's because I've had family members die in the past, but every fucking episode of this show, I tear up. Every goddamn one. I, As Mike Myers say, I get verklempt. Uh, you get a little get, misty, do you? I fucking like, hold back the, the fucking sound effects. I have tears running down my eyes. This show is fucking awesome, which is a saying, you know, I used to listen, watch the HBO animated series of the Ricky Gervais podcast. He called the Ricky Gervais show. I used to love it. Uh, this show is fucking fantastic. Not a big fan of Ricky's personal politics and views on the world. Watch him on Instagram and all that shit. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Not a big fan of his personal stuff, but the guy can fucking write. He can act. And this show is fantastic. Now it's not all sad. It has Ricky Gervais' humor built into it, the dry British humor. Funny thing about this show is it written in 2019, and then it's three seasons in 2020, and then all of a sudden, season three, everybody looks a lot fucking older. Well, it's because they had to take off 2020 for the fucking pandemic. I'm seeing that with a lot of shows. And, uh, but, uh, 
it's a great show. Um, it's got some really raunchy humor in it. And here is Ricky Gervais' brother-in-law talking to his therapist and some of the advice is not so professional therapist gives him. There was someone at work who said say that she liked me, but I'm not interested. And I'm just so fed up at the moment. Fuck's sake, we all get fed up and depressed, mate. Yeah, so I don't want to... There was someone at... I mean, no, of course I'm not. There was someone at work who said I just really miss her. We go, Rebecca, jumping up and down this bit. Just a little jump, don't do somebody mischief. I can't help it, I just really miss her. That's all fucked up. Let me try something. Yeah, I, yeah I saw it. It seems it weird. Was jumping all over the place. Um, I don't know if it's my app. I don't know if it's bad editing. Let me just fast forward this a little bit and we'll try to play it from here. There was someone at work who said I just really miss her. We go, Rebecca, jumping up and down this bit. Just a little jump, don't do so many mischief. I can't help it, I just really miss her. Is she having it off of anyone else? No. Yeah? I mean, no, of course I'm not. There was someone at work who did say that she liked me, but I'm not interested. And I'm just so fed up at the moment. Fuck's sake, we all get fed up and depressed, mate. Yeah, so I don't want to... I mean, what do you do when you when you get depressed? I get twatted with Ratty and the nuns. <laughs> get the football. Start a fight. I hate all this namby-pamby nonsense, you know? This bleeding hearts. Oh, toxic masculinity. It's okay to cry. It's also okay to have five pints, drop a knee and do some fucking troller from behind against the bins. Whatever floats your boat, boy. I think I broke my thumb up some bird's arse. Thing is, mate, you've got to take these opportunities when they offer themselves to you, you know? Like that bird at work. Yeah. Get it while you're young. Last week, right, we're, um, we're pissed up in Tamburgers in town, yeah? And this waitress comes over with the food, fit. And she goes, um, is there anything else I can do for you, gentlemen? And it was like, ding! Five minutes later, me and Ratty are spit-roasting her in a disabled box. Yeah? I'm banging her away from behind, right? Suddenly, she takes Ratty's cock out of gold, oh. turns around me, goes, do you want fries with that? What a start. Anyway, we come out, and there's this gammy little geezer in a wheelchair, furious, because he's had to wait so long. Yeah? Tuts at me. So I lean into him, I go, I hope you have as much fun in there as we just did, you little cunt. <laughs> That's his therapist giving him relationship advice. Now, if you have a hard time understanding uh, British slang and all that, you may have a little trouble with the show, but I've watched enough Peaky Blinders and other British shows to understand the humor and understand around here we come birds, not bitches. But uh, it's a great show. <laughs> the, the fucking... Uh, one of the actresses is actually a com- comedic actress off the other British show we reviewed a while back um, about the cat who was 30. But it's a great show, and you can kind of you can definitely see where um, Ricky Gervais was the original creator of The Office because they work in a newspaper and they have that office environment. So I strongly recommend if you want to cry, feel better about yourself, 
here's some raunchy humor. Uh, his he becomes friends with a postal worker, a sex worker, um, a hoarder, and all kinds of weird shit, dude. It's just a great show. So I strongly suggest uh, if you're looking short fucking seasons. Though. These are like six six episode seasons, so you'll blow through these three seasons really really quick. Um, didn't realize they were that short tonight until I was doing the show. I was looking, I was like, wow, there are only fucking six episodes per season. No wonder we're burning through them quickly. But yeah, I definitely recommend it. It's a great show. Uh, there's another show that's out. We'll talk about next week. Um, it's a show that if you had a shitty childhood like some of us, it may also make you cry. It's called Made. Check that one out on Netflix too. We'll talk about that one next week and shows that make Don cry. Did watch Made. That's a, yeah. That's a, that's a rough one. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, but if... Really good acting. acting chances are, if you're raised in the 80s and 90s by a divorced parent, some of that shit may be a little too close to home. <laughs> Especially if there's a cuckoo that's out of the clock. Yeah. But uh you ready to kick this mule and start up the... Start Fire up the news? news, man. Where's that? Start up the news. Joining us now from the Digital 410 West News Desk in Las Vegas, Nevada, Gordon Abernathy. Gordon, how you doing tonight? I'm doing fine, and I'm doing better than the consortium of Swiss and French cheesemakers from the region around the town of Gruyere, Switzerland. There's not a shortage of milk, is there? No, but... According to the federal, a federal judge here in the United States, Gruyere cheese does not have to come from the Gruyere region of Europe to be sold under the Gruyere name. Uh, Gordon, we just got notification from the uh, bourbon brewers of Kentucky saying, welcome to the fucking club, because now apparently you can call your shit bourbon even if it's not from Kentucky. Continue. <laughs> So a consortium of Swiss and French cheesemakers, or cheesemongers maybe, from the region around this town of Gruyere, Switzerland, sued the U.S. District Court in Virginia after the Federal Trademark Trials and Appeals Board denied an application for trademark protections. The consortium says Gruyere, which is often a mild, smooth melting cheese that is a favorite for fondues. Mm, that does sound good. I do like my Gruyere too. Has been made to exacting standards in the region since the early 12th century. And cheese made outside of this region cannot truly be called Gruyere. Similar to the argument that champagne can only be applied to sparkling wines from the Champagne region of France. But, here's the big but. The U.S. Dairy Export Council and other groups oppose the trademark protection. They said that American consumers understand that Gruyere name is to be a generic name applying to cheeses of a certain style. Just like bourbon. Regardless to place of origin. Because now there's whiskeys being produced in other regions outside of Kentucky that are taking on the moniker of bourbon. Sorry, man. It just became generic. You know what a monger is? <clears throat> What is a monger? Monger is denoting a dealer or trader in a specific commodity, such as a fishmonger or a cheesemonger. So you could be a Gruyere monger. A person who promotes a specified activity, situation, or feeling, especially one that's undesirable or discreditable. Warmonger. Yes. 
You like art. Boy, do I. Did you ever like Spider-Man in, in, in the 80s and 90s? Um, I liked, you know, I liked uh, the cartoon from the 70s, obviously. Um, I liked the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Um, I, I am probably one of the few people who didn't get into the whole comic book movie explosion. I think I saw the first X-Men, maybe the second one, but that's right around the time I got uninterested in that shit. But as I came on this podcast and professly exorbitantly decried when I went with my daughter and saw Spider-Man, no, the Spider-Universe cartoon one, that was fucking fantastic just because of the graphics and all that. But I haven't seen any of these other Spider-Man movies. Well, we've heard of comic books selling for a lot of money, correct? Mm -hmm. How about a single page of artwork from the 1984 Spider-Man comic book that sold recently for, you got to guess? $130,000. million. <laughs> Jesus. What's the subject matter? I mean, that has to be Mike part of it. Zeke's artwork for page 25 of the from the Marvel Comics Secret War number 8 brings the first appearance of Spidey's black suit. The symbiote suit which Venom. would eventually lead to the emergence of the character Venom. Okay, it's still not 3.8 million, but I can kind of get it, I guess. The record bidding which started at 330k soared past 3 million came on the first day of Heritage Auctions 4-day comic event in Dallas. The previous record for an interior page of a U.S. comic book was $657,250 from art from the 1974 issue of Incredible Hulk. See, I always thought that for comics to be worth anything, they had to be in pristine condition, and the book had to be together, not just a sheet. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Would What would the whole book go for? Would it be worth less? I have no idea, but needless and who to would have say, thought that that book from 1994 would be such a rarity that a single page would get that much money? Well, 84. That I get mean, off at 84. I know, yeah. but when we think rare comic books, you're thinking like 30s and 40s, not fucking 1980s. 50s even. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of expensive, the worst house on the best block of San Francisco, and I sent you uh, in the email a link to this just so you could see it. Is it a tear Sold down? for $2 million. Tear down. Tear down. A decaying 122-year-old, small tear down at that, a decaying 122-year-old Victorian marketed as the worst house on the best block of San Francisco sold for nearly $2 million. An eye-catching <sighs> prize, the realtor said, was the outcome of overbidding and an auction. Yeah, it looks like a it, Cincinnati trap house. Yeah, a, a developer's $1.97 million cash offer, cash, for the, actually, it's not that small. It's a 2,158 square foot home. And it almost looks like two row. Oh, three, property in the Noah Village. I was going to say, it's, last week. it's three row houses put together because it has three front doors and mm -hmm. three flights of steps. But anyhow. Well, I think it's just the one on the end. And maybe it is the, all the whole Well, I think house. originally it was probably one house back in the day, but. Uh, probably somewhere in the 80s, someone bought it, put up two fucking interior walls, added two, two bathrooms, two front doors, and and rented out as three separate units. Well, well, one commenter actually <laughs> joked that it actually has parking space. No wonder it sold for Yeah, driveway. 
The property sold at several hundred thousands higher than other comparable fixer-uppers, so they're calling that a fixer-upper in the area, as a result of complex conservative ship sale. So this is insane. And then I've got one more quick story. See, what story you do is you, you tear all of it down but one wall, and then it's called a remodel, and then you don't have to meet any of the modern-day building codes. <laughs> Hong Kong. Movie, the number one super guy. Hong COVID. Kong quicker than a human eye. What about Hong Kong COVID hamsters? Kia. Hong Kong coming in from the AP again. Hong Kong authorities said Tuesday that it's going to have to kill about 2,000 small animals, including hamsters, after several tested positive for the coronavirus at a pet store where the, an employee was also infected. The city will also stop the sale of hamsters and the import of small mammals, according to the officials of, from the Agricultural, Agriculture, Fisheries, and Conservation Department. The pet shop employee tested positive for Delta variant on Monday. Delta's still out there. Um and several hamsters imported from Netherlands at the store tested positive as well. According to the United States Center for Disease Control and Prevention, animals do not appear to play a significant role in spreading of the coronavirus. But but Hong Kong authorities say they are not ruling out transmission between animals and humans. And that's probably because they're run by China, and they've been accusing this virus of coming from animal to begin with, where is that pangolin? We cannot exclude the possibility that a shopkeeper was, in fact, actually infected from the hamsters, according to Edwin Zhu, a controller for the Center uh, for Health Protection. <laughs> While this coronavirus Boy, shop teachers likely sure have jumped fall. from animals to humans in the first place, the outbreak became a pandemic because the virus spread so easily amongst people. Shop teachers sure have come a long way since back in the day. Back then, they'd cut a pinky off on Friday, be back at work on Monday, and this guy's bitching about getting fucking COVID. <laughs> Minks are the only known animals who have caught the virus from people and spread it back, according to Dr. Scott Weiss at the Ontario Veterinary College. And there's some more stuff about this, but one of the things they say is do not kiss your pets. <laughs> And I know they are shutting more and more places down in China because of Omicron, including parts of Beijing, which they've got the Olympics coming up real soon. Will it or will it not happen? I so we just canceled just because it's China and fuck them. Yes. That is it for the news. I don't want to talk about Ukraine. I don't want to talk about China. All I don't want to talk about the nuts. fact that Russia is going to send us all to the gulag, and I agree with that. So. And now, breaking news. This concludes the evening news, and now back to the ACT Computer Studio in Cape Coral, Florida. And this is going to conclude this episode of the What's in Your Head podcast. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us for another episode of this episode of the What's in Your Head podcast. As always, has been brought to you by our friends at ACT Computers. ACT Computers has been providing IT solutions to all of Southwest Florida since 2004. But don't worry, and if you don't live in Southwest Florida, they can help you. How? Sure, through the website. As long as your internet works, of course. Give them a call at 239-283-1120 or send us an email at info at d-410.com and we'll get you set up with that computers and they can log into your computer remotely with all and help you out with all your problems. And if you do live here in Southwest Florida, they can help you. Give them a call at 239-283-1120 with everything from computer repair, laptop repair, anything IT related, they can help you. 
And as always, please head over to uh, d-410.com or whatsinyourhead.com and click on the Patreon link and subscribe. It only costs you a dollar fifty a month and goes a long way to help us out here at the show. And while you're there, also go click on our YouTube channel and uh, help us get to a thousand. I'm not going to tell you to get on my TikTok because I am now at ten thousand one hundred views. So I've reached my, I mean, subscribers. So I have reached my TikTok goals. Now we're just trying to get my YouTube up to a thousand. So if you guys really want to help us out, go over there. And when I was in Georgia this week and I had a guy tell me, hey, I don't listen to your World War II podcast because I'm not on Facebook. And I said, hey, dear sir, we are not a Facebook podcast. We simply use Facebook to spread the word. And I guess we don't say it enough. You can find all of our podcasts on any of the fine podcast app from iHeartRadio to Stitcher to Spotify to Google Music Play to iHeartRadio to iTunes to whatever. And some of you with a smart eye might have noticed that actually Facebook does put podcasts up now. So after we upload them, it will show up on your timeline 26 days from now. Yeah. So, so uh, thank you guys. So uh, go help. And we still are selling t-shirts. You can get them on the website. No better time than now to buy a Suck It Up Buttercup shirt or a Second Amendment t-shirt and all that good stuff. And so thank you guys so much. And we will talk to you all on the next Tuesday. This has been a Digital 410 production. Ha, ha, ha.